to effect a timely halt to deteriorating conditions and to ensure the common good. A state of emergency is declared for these territories by decree of Lord Cutler Beckett, duly appointed representative of His Majesty the King. By decree, according to martial law, the following statutes are temporarily amended. Right to assembly, suspended. Right to habeas corpus, suspended. Right to legal counsel, suspended. Right to verdict by a jury of peers, suspended. By decree, all persons found guilty of piracy, or aiding a person convicted of piracy, or associating with a person convicted of piracy, shall be sentenced to hang by the neck until dead. Sovereignty itself, of course, is not subject to law, for it is the author and source of law. But in our system, while sovereign powers are delegated to the agencies of government, sovereignty itself remains with the people by whom and for whom all government exists and acts. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to His Heartline. This is your place, this is your source to get the word of God learn true history of this nation. This is the place and the source where you get solutions on how to become a free people, to have the right to assemble. One nation under God, one community. The enemy has crossed that line for the last time and we will push him back on their side. Welcome to his hard line. It's time to get our nation back, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get started. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you're at in the world. Here on this side of the world, here in the Midwest, on the Lake Michigan side of the Great Lakes, uh, I should say on the east side of Lake Michigan, it is Monday, September 5th, 2022. It is a good afternoon, soon to be evening indeed. So uh, happy to have you all here on this Labor Day. Happy Labor Day. Happy Monday. Hopefully everybody's enjoying a long extended weekend. As for me, I was making a little bit of extra cha-ching, hauling some gas today and some ethanol. So it doesn't really bother me. I actually don't mind working holidays because I like making that extra money. And it, interestingly enough, I actually really like working when people are typically off because it just means less people to deal with on the roadways, believe it or not. It's kind of interesting. But anyway, I'm a, I'm a rare breed. I don't typically mind working, um, you know, in on weekends. You know, I don't want to work every weekend because if there happens to be something that's going on, you know, I like to kind of, you know, I like to be around for some 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 stuff. But most of the time. I kind of like to just, you know, sit at, you know, I like to do work when everybody else is off because when everybody else is off, they're typically in stores or they're at home or grilling in the backyard or on the lake or whatever. They're out of my way because a lot of people typically aren't at the gas station. Typically. Anyway, glad to have you all here. Um, 
I guess from what I'm understanding here, Rita, you are dealing with some hot weather out in California, huh? That sounds like it sucks. I'm reading the chat board in case people are wondering that's not listening live. What's he talking about? I'm just reading the chat board and Rita's got, uh, yeah, they got some hot weather out there in, on the uh, the West Coast there. Not here. We had about 57 degrees this morning on my truck thermostat. It felt great. I am looking forward to hoodie weather. I'm looking forward for the changing of the seasons and the changing of the leaves. And I'm done mowing grass and I'm done. I'm done sweating. I am done with all of it. And so I know I'm sorry. I cannot stop it. You brought it up. And so be jealous. I'm just saying maybe you should come to Michigan and join the MGJA where it all started. Which, by the way, that is what we're going to be talking about here briefly. We're going to be talking about a, a we're, you know, like I said, every week we're going to, I'm going to do it just a, a little show. Last week got a little long. It was like about 45 or 50 minutes, but I try to keep it somewhat shorter because this is a His Heart Line National Assembly update and more. Um, now, every, each week that goes by, there may not be any big, huge changes, but then all of a sudden we'll see, boom, another state will, you know, assemble and will have put out their public notice. Now, like I've said, on the national phone call that we have every week, um, we have 14 um, states that are actually assembled and has already put out their public notice. And there had been no rebuttal. So, therefore, we are at 14 out of the 38 states. We need 38 to make three quarters of the states, okay, to, to, to have a, a true union of states so we can actually come out of interim status collectively as a nation. Now, with a specific state, for those of you that aren't aware or don't know, a state can come out of interim status while the rest of the states, like, for example, Michigan will hopefully more than likely be the first state that will come out of interim status. But in order for that to happen, three quarters of the counties have to, you know, be assembled in order for the state to come out of interim status and be an active de jure state government. Okay, which at that point, big things can happen. And then when that happens, that's when the rest of the nation will look at Michigan and be like, what is going on up there? And wow, I can't believe how successful that state is. And that, I think, I believe is going to be the point at which the rest of the nation, when they see how successful Michigan is once it comes out of interim status and what we will be doing up here, I think it's going to put a lot of people's, um, forgive my language, but a lot of people's asses into high gear into getting their state assembled. Now, I do have to make a correction. So um, and I kind of yelled at Destry a little bit, not yelled, but I got on him because he's always listening in. And as a matter of fact, he just joined in what's going on up there in the great white north. Um, you know, and so I asked him for clarification and I should have known this because I already did a show on this that went over the 10 steps to forming an assembly. So I did misspeak. So so let me well first let's just say this so first the correction is this so like i said for the last two shows regarding the national assembly progress report i've been stating to you all that you need 27 plus one in order to form an assembly now this is the correction that i'm going to make for the record and what i'm saying is part of the 10 like i said it's part of the 10 steps to forming an assembly lawfully now i have done previous shows um, like I said, I had a previous show you you can find it on a, on the national hyphen assembly.net website and you can also find it find it at hishardline.com under national assembly link link. 
And you can hear the 10 steps to an assembly if you don't feel like reading. So first off, I want to say my apologies for misremembering and misspeaking. But like I always say, it is easy to make a mistake, especially when you're on a forum like this where you're speaking, right? It's easy to misspeak and misremember details and facts. But in such cases, like I always said, I will always correct the record when a mistake is made. And so when I talked with Destry personally on the phone, I asked him for clarification on a couple things. And he goes, oh, by the way, I've been meaning to tell you that um, you're a little wrong here. <laughs> I was like, what? I said, dude, how come you haven't, you know, corrected me on the chat so I can correct things like, well, you know, it's just one of those things because he's working while he listens. So not always at, you know, at the keyboard, but the steps that are imperative for you to focus on are should be the first three. So if you're a state that's not assembled, the first three steps really are the ones you should really focus on. Forget the rest of the seven, just focus on the three. Don't focus on step four through 10 at this point in time. Um, the thing is, is that, you know, as the old saying goes, you have to crawl before you walk, right? So don't focus on all 10 steps at once. There is a reason for the 10 steps and why they have to be followed carefully according to how they are laid out. Now, for the record, I do want to let you all know, we are still at 14 states. Don't get discouraged. We'll probably still be at 14 states probably next week and a week after that until, you know, like I said, but then all of a sudden, that law of momentum is going to end up all of a sudden, we're going to start seeing states knock down like bowling pins and they're going to be starting to assemble and put out their public notice. So, but the whole purpose of the National Assembly update is not only to give you a reminder of where we're at, but also to remind you how fast we need to get there, though, and along with other, you know, some other things. Now, I'll go over the first step real quick. OK, so I'm going to correct the record and I'm going to correct the record by going over just the first three steps. So, so the first step is this. What you do is you gather as many people together as you can to get to meet with you and start discussing what the community concerns are. Now, you you ask two or more people to take notes of the discussion and guide the discussion into a formulation or formation of an assembly. Don't be concerned at this point whether or not, you know, it will be a county or a state assembly. That, that part doesn't matter. What does matter is the purpose at this point is to get people introduced to the concept of an assembly to address grievances that are you know prevalent and common to all that are present. Now, when the concept of an assembly is being accepted as a method of bringing the community's grievances to the government of offices, the discussion should then move into formalizing the assembly using the Bill of Rights, Article 1, as the people's authority and power to do so. So be, but here's, a, now this is very important though. You have to be very conscientious of this, okay? Be very careful of how much time you spend so as to not overstay the meeting and lose people's focus and attention because that's very easy to do. Keep it um, reasonable. Set a period of time that is agreed to by the group and then plan the time and place for the next meeting, having this all recorded in the notes by the note keepers. Now, this meeting and notes will become the minutes and record of your first meeting of the assembly, technically. Okay. Now, somebody just asked, what's a good time frame? I'm not really too sure because a lot of our county meetings, when we do like county meetings, um, they can range from an hour and a half to sometimes two and a half hours. Now, I've made it 
known if a meeting goes two and a half hours on a Sunday night after I'd been up since 2 a.m. and I have to, you know, I'm not getting out of that meeting till 9, 930 and I got to be up at 2 a.m. I'm usually checking out by 830. I will give at least two hours. I always tell people, look, forgive me. I I will be here till 830, but I do have to get some sleep. So I am going to be out. So I, I, you know, because, you know, there's a lot to cover. But once it gets to that two and a half hour range, you start losing me because I start yawning. I start getting very impatient. I start getting restless. And at that point, I'm not even paying attention. So I might as well just leave, excuse myself from being a distraction to others and um, just go. You know, I'd rather do that than, you know, sit there, be irritated and yawning while, you know, business is being conducted. But typically two hours, we usually two hours or less, we can get stuff done. Um, but it de- yeah, again, it depends. Like Destry was just saying, it varies depending on the subject matter because sometimes you could be there for even three hours, and we've had that. So it just it depends. But on average, you know, it just yeah, it's very good. I'm glad he said that. It does depend on the subject matter, absolutely. Now step two. Now here's where the correction is going to come into place. So for the record, it's not 27 plus one. It's a total of 30, just to give you the short answer. But here's the details of why. So step two. This should be the second meeting again with note takers and this discussion will be guided into the formalizing of how the group of people will desire the assembly to be operated and what leaders or officers the people desire to establish. There are actually three offices or officers that are vital to the development of the assembly to function within uh, within um, with a minimum of a breakdown of the meeting into chaos. Excuse me. I just like completely lost my spot. So there are three offices or officers that are vital to the development of the assembly to function with a minimum of a of breakdown of the meetings into chaos and subsequent demise of the assembly. So the first position or the office is a moderator and you want to, that's the, you know, in order to keep order and decorum within the meeting progress. Second position or office is recording secretary or also known as a scribe to keep meeting minutes and gather notes from the note takers. So keep in mind, the scribe is not the only one that keeps, you know, that uh, writes notes. Typically, you want to have at least two other people or more to take notes so you're not missing anything. And then the note takers give their notes to the scribe so they can put it together in the formal meeting minutes um, and record. And so, yeah, you'll have that. And that that way you can maintain the record of the assembly. And then the third position or office is bailiff or also known as the sergeant at arms to assist the moderator in keeping order and to break up any ruckus that may break out because of differences in ideology about any particular issue. And so these are the uh, you know, there are other offices that an assembly will desire to have in place to handle things that are on the floor of the assembly for discussion and voted into being like um, treasurer is one of them, a chaplain, a historian, and other offices and positions that the assembly deem necessary to function. Now, so remember step three. So you first off, you need those three key offices filled. Moderator, um, recording secretary, and a bailiff. Okay, you need those three in place no matter what for the assembly to operate properly okay now in step three and this is the last step all right and this is why i say you want to only focus on the first three steps when you're a new assembly starting out your state assembly 
Step three, in researching the original concept of coming together as a grand jury, because that's what you are when you come together. You're, you're ultimately a, a, a grand jury at this point, a de jure grand jury. The Magna Carta of 1215, if you go to chapter 61, the numbers for this body was stated to be the election of 25 barons from the realm to administer stability and security. The assembly chose the number of 27 so that there were two alternates to participate in the deliberations of a grand jury, and this number became the number of assembly members to establish the state-level assembly. So the assembly then established the number to establish the county assembly as being 13, which also may be used as a petite grand jury. We called this establishment of the state and county assemblies as settling the state and county under de jure jurisdiction. Now, so in total, like I said, you want to have 30 people in a room to get your lawful assembly started and established. Once you have your, you know, have this established and you have your minimum of 30 men and women for a lawful assembly, then is when you are able to put out your publication, also known as a public notice to your state, indicating that your existence of a state assembly is here. But again, this is going to basically be step four on beyond. We're just, we just want to focus right now on steps one through three. You want to get your 30 people. Okay. You want to get your 30 people in a room. And believe it or not, if you do have 30 people, depending on the availability of time and the financial resources of a couple people, either in Alaska or here in Michigan, maybe just maybe one or two of those individuals would actually be willing to travel to you to help you hammer out the details and to help you put together your lawful assembly, you know, to assist you with this. Because here's the thing, we need our 38 states sooner than later, folks. I was listening to Bard, um, let's see, do I want to even go into this right now? I was listening to Bard's FM the other day. I was listening to Scott. And like I said, there's only two podcasts that I really listen to and frequent, um, Bard's FM and X22. Now, I don't always agree with either one of those shows 100% as nobody should ever agree with any one person or man or woman 100%. But he does say something very interesting, which I'm sure pisses off a lot of people, but he's right. I hate, I'm going to, I'm going to say something that he says that he's correct on, but see, there's one element to that truth that either a, he doesn't know, or B, he just, well, for just neglects to talk about it or, you know, if he does know about it, but he often says the military is not going to come in at your rescue. The military is not going to come in in a white and shining armor and a big white horse and say, Oh, I'm here to save the day. That's not how that works. He is right now where he's a little bit, inaccurate on and i'm not doubting the guy's knowledge i'm sure he has good connections in the military but again just because you have connections in the military doesn't necessarily mean you have the right connections with the right people who are in charge of specific things going on in the background i know a lot of people in the military maybe not so high up but i know quite a few people in the military some of them don't know a damn thing what's going on to be quite honest with you and he's even said it himself he knows a lot of people who are special forces that have no freaking idea what's going on and they tout the vaccine like it's you know 
the best thing in the world. So it doesn't matter if you know someone or not in the military. It doesn't matter one freaking bit. So here's where he's wrong. Or I shouldn't say wrong. Here's what he's missing in his statement. He is correct. The military will not be coming in to swoop in. And they're not going to come and save the day. However, what the military is doing right now is they're keeping things at bay. Well, Jason, what do you mean? Well, maybe I'll get into this maybe next week on the uh, assembly update. I'll make a note for myself. I'm going to I'll read something, which was a public open office letter. And I've already done a show on this. It was a, a public letter, an open letter to the Joint Chiefs of Staff and the Provost Marshal and the Office of POTUS. And there are things that people need to be aware of. And maybe I'll read a little part of that next week. But he is right because... The military, while they're keeping things at bay, and there are definitely two different types of military right now. You got your white hats, obviously, we've heard that term, and then you got your black hats. Those are the people that are getting paid by the elite establishment. That's the, the military industrial complex. That was the one that um, I believe, um, who was it? Was it Teddy Roosevelt? I'm trying to think. Who remind? Someone warned us of the uh, of the uh, military industrial complex because those are the ones that profit off of war. And so long as there's war, they will always make money. Well, who's going to be behind that war machine? Well, the elites, because they make money on both sides. It doesn't matter who's going to be on the winning end of it. They make money whether people live or die, because at the end of the day, they're the ones that are freaking, you know, backing this up. So the military right now, per the requisitions, the 21 requisitions that were put out by We the People in Assembly, they, the military are keeping things at bay. We are holding a defensive holding place. We are not an offensive military. As you can see, there's a lot of stupid crap happening around the world, but do you see boots going on the ground anywhere around the world? Nope. There's a reason for that. Now, what the military is waiting for, and I, I got something I'm working on very special for you guys. Maybe I can get it done before I you know, get out of the studio. I still got a lot more work to do. I want to maybe drop it on Friday. I think you guys will be very happy when you hear it. But but what a lot of people don't realize is that the military, the, the right military, the, the ones that are actually upholding their oath, they're waiting for we the people because they want to be governed and they want to take their orders by we the people. They don't want to take it from the corporation. Why? Because they know what the corporation is they know who they are and they know how corrupt they are. And if you're a man or a woman that's on that side of the military, it probably makes their skin crawl that they have to take orders from these corrupt monsters. They want to take their orders from a moral and an ethical people of this nation, and that's the people in the assembly. However, they can't take their orders from us until we've come out of interim status. Now, yes, they have the requisitions. We can put those out to them. But until we come out of interim status, we can't give them orders. And who gives them the orders? Well, the commander-in-chief. The commander-in-chief is the proper channel that gives those orders. But we can't give the commander-in-chief orders by we, you know, on behalf of we the people. Because remember, the commander-in-chief is a public servant, just like a congressman or a senator 
but we can't give orders to the military via commander-in-chief without coming out of interim status. So again, Scott on Bards FM is absolutely 100% correct. Military is not going to come swooping in. We are the plan. That's another part that he's correct on. We are the plan. We as the people of the United States of America, we are the plan. And so we have to get our heads out of our rear ends and assemble our states so that the military can take the orders from the de jure constitutional republic ran and operated by we the people. I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer here, but I'm trying to give actual reality here. These are This is a fact. Now, like I said, as far as any updates past the 14 states that I've already spoke about in the last two updates, nothing has changed as of now. As I've said before, these updates technically could be probably, you know, I could probably do these updates maybe once a month minimum, maybe once every month and a half. But the reason I do these weekly is to serve as a reminder that, hey, there's no movement. Hey, there's no movement. Hey, there's no movement. Time to get your ass in gear. Come on. Let's go. Come on. Okay, this is supposed to serve kind of as the boot in the metaphorical ass, if you will. We need to get these states situated. Now, I do want to play something that was a little interesting that I thought would be kind of funny to play. I thought it was extremely awesome to hear um, because, again, it goes back to what I was playing when I was talking when I had uh, when I was discussing on last update when I was playing some of those um, sound bites from Jeremy uh, Derek uh, Johnson, where he was going into the solid federal law and military law in proving how Donald Trump is still our president. Well, just so happens, President Trump was speaking in Pennsylvania. I think we all caught that speech. Most of us did anyways. And there's a sound clip that's going around. And yes, it is verified to be true. Listen to this. This was kind of funny. See if you can catch it. Last week, weirdo, he's a weirdo, Mark Zuckerberg came to the White House, kissed my ass. Sir, I'd love to have dinner. Sir, I'd love to have dinner. I'd love to bring my lovely wife. All right, Mark, come on in. Sir, you're number one on Facebook. I'd like to congratulate you. Oh, thank you very much, Mark. I appreciate it. Weirdo Mark Zuckerberg confessed. <laughs> Did you hear it? I don't know if you heard it. That was from this past week in uh, speech. Did, did, did you happen to hear it? I don't, I don't know. I don't know if you guys heard it. If, if somebody on the chat board, tell me, did you hear something specific that he said? I'm going to play it one more time. I'm going to play it one more time. See if you can catch what he just said. Okay, now remember, he gave this speech this, this weekend. Listen. Last week, weirdo, he's a weirdo, Mark Zuckerberg came to the White House, kissed my ass. Came to the White House and kissed my ass. <laughs> kissed my ass. Sir, I'd love to have dinner. Sir, I'd love to have dinner. I'd love to bring my lovely wife. All right, Mark, come on in. Sir, you're number one on Facebook. I'd like to congratulate you. Oh, thank you very much, Mark. I appreciate it. Weirdo Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> confetti. I just, it just cracks me up how he says that. First off, talk about a mic drop, okay? If, if anybody still thinks Biden is president, you not only do you have your head up your you-know-what, but you're 
butt is also buried in the sand. So your head, your cranium is so far up your rectum and buried six feet under the sand. I mean, you're, you're, you're completely oblivious to reality. This guy that we call President Donald John Trump, he is the president. Now, when he says White House, and that's a good that's a good observation too, because again, nobody's at the actual White House in DC, because remember, DC is foreign. Destry was just saying, winter White House? Question mark? Yeah. Can you say Mar Lago? Yeah. That's the temporary White House for right now. Because again, DC is foreign land. Yes, it's on our soil, but it's still technically a foreign nation. It's a city-state, like London, like Vatican City. So, you might be asking, Jason, well, what the hell is the purpose of this update? Well, first off, to let you know that there are no updates, but to also inform you how easy it is to assemble your people. Okay, you only need 30 people. I think most of us can get 30 people in a room and start hammering out details. Listen, what's the worst that happens? You waste a little time and it doesn't work out. But here's the thing. It will work out. Okay. Meet once a month. Get meeting minutes going. Start talking about your grievances. Put out your public notice. We have people that can assist you on this. It's very easy. Michigan laid out the groundwork and laid out the templates for every other state to follow. Let me tell you something. Okay, let, you know, let's just go through the list one more time. And I'll, I'll do this. Alaska, settled. Arkansas, assembled. California, assembled. Who would have thought California? Come on. Florida, assembled. Georgia, assembled. Oh, who would have thought Hawaii, assembled. Come on, Hawaii and California are putting some of you conservative states to shame. Come on. Kentucky assembled. Michigan assembled and settled. Missouri assembled. Montana assembled. New York. Oh, snap. New York. Oh, who would have thought New York would be assembled? Come on. That's like the that's like California on East Coast. New York is assembled, folks. North Carolina is assembled, folks. North Dakota is assembled. Ohio, I don't know what's going on with them. We're going to just kind of leave them out. It says assembled with a question mark. Uh, we're going to leave them out for now. Don't know what's going on there. But Tennessee, assembled. All right. And might I add, if you actually go on the national-assembly.net website and you go to the international community, do you know who is actually engaged in the forums on the international stage? Oh, I don't know. Australia? Canada, Germany, Ireland, Slovakia. Now, I'm not saying that they're part of the assembly. What I'm saying is they're active in the forums on national hyphen assembly. What's that tell you? The groundwork for Michigan, like Destry was just saying here in the chat board, the groundwork that we have in Michigan worked for Alaska and it's working for Hawaii. It's going to work for California. It's going to work for New York and Missouri and Montana. 
And those foreign countries, like he was saying, that I just listed off, they are learning and they're observing our ways. This is why I, I'm not kidding when I say, folks, the world's watching Michigan and the world's watching the United States as a whole. Who would have thought one state, one nation state by the name of Michigan would be a pivotal piece to this whole puzzle to unlocking the rest of the nation and eventually the rest of the world? But the rest of the world can't get unlocked without the nation getting unlocked. And the nation can't get unlocked without Michigan getting unlocked. This is why the assemblies are so vital. Well, how do we unlock it, Jason? You, you are part of the key. 30 people in a state, in a room. 30, that's it. That's just, you You, you can find that on a school bus. It's very easy to do if you don't complicate the process. Okay. I don't know what it's going to take, ladies and gentlemen, to get you to get moving. Michigan, I'm speaking directly to you now. Listen up. We need three quarters of our counties. I think we can get there by or before the end of the year. We need three quarters of our counties so we can come out of interim status and get this nation rocking and rolling because there's no stopping this train once it gets rocking and rolling with high speed and heavy momentum. Are you tired of what's going on in this nation, in your state? Are you tired of it? Get your 13 people in your counties then. It's all you need. 13. And establish a moderator, recording secretary, and, you know, a sergeant in arms. You, you know, you just, you got to get this situated. Destry was just saying, Putin studied the founding of the states in depth. Why did he do this? That's a good question, Destry. Why did Putin do this? I'd be interested to know myself. I don't I didn't know that. That's actually news to me. I'm just reading what he's saying here. And by the way, those of you who are just wondering, well, who's this Destry behind the curtain here? He's not behind a curtain. He's just a guy that's up in the great white north of Alaska. It's, I'm sure the snow is going to be flying any day for him. He was in Michigan. He helped get the state assembled and settled. He went up to Alaska, duplicated the process. He helped Hawaii. He's helping a couple other states, among other men and women, okay, that are behind the scenes. But the man has lived the experience, so therefore, you know, he has the knowledge. And I'm grateful to have people like him that listen to the show to make sure that I stay uh, in lane, in my lane with correct information. Because again, I pride myself to get proper information out there to you, ladies and gentlemen. If I make a mistake, I will correct the record like I did on this show. And now he just said, the people lost the ability to dream and imagine people these days refuse to act on dreams and will only act if they see results. We no longer have great people. 
And it's so true. You can't act when you see results. You need to get back to dreaming and imagining again. Be the one that gets the results. Come on, Michigan. In Texas, Rita said it right herself on the chat board here. Let's get going. I know you guys have the people. Get your ducks in a row. Get your public notice out. Get it out there. Be number 15. Look, California did this. New York did this. Hawaii, of all liberal states, did this. How is Texas, the great state of Texas, everything's bigger in Texas, how is the Lone Star State not getting her done? Seriously, I'm not trying to put you down, Texas. I love you guys. Great things come out of Texas. Barbecue, beautiful open land, big trucks, home of the King Ranch pickup. You guys got a lot to be proud of down there in your great state. However, you guys should be a little ashamed of not getting your public notice out there. Come on, get it together, guys. I'm trying to root you guys on. And put big old Texas Longhorns at the top of that public notice so everybody knows right from that symbolism what state it is. When I see Texas Longhorn, that's the first thing I think of. It's a Texan. Texas. Put a big old cattle brand right at the bottom of it as your seal. I'm just kidding. Don't do that. I don't know because I could, you know, I don't know if that invalidates the lawfulness. But bottom line is, come on, get it done. California can get it. You know, I keep hearing this on some of the radio shows when I listen to, uh, you know, some of these mainstream radio shows. And they talk about how Californians are moving to Texas, right? And there's like shirts that are being made that says, don't California my Texas. Well, it might have to be the other way around. Don't Texas my California because California is getting it done with their assembly. And yeah, Destry said it right right here. But people are afraid to stick their heads up to make something happen. But people need to have a greater fear of what will happen if we don't assemble. Here's what's going to happen, folks, if we don't assemble. It's called the New World Order. It's called a massive plan that will continuously forge forward in depopulation. You think I'm kidding? Guess again. I'm not trying to scare the hell out of you, but... Here's the bottom line. It should scare you if you have kids or grandchildren. I have a daughter. This is one of the reasons why I got involved with the assembly. I do not want to see her growing up in a nation that could very well be under the heaviest oppression that we've ever seen in human history. It doesn't have to be a full-time job, folks, but you do have to get together and start making things happen. Anyway, I guess that's really all I got for you. That's that, I have nothing else for this, you know, for this update. I wish I had more. And if you guys, if there's states out there that are starting to assemble, come let me, you know, come, let us know. And I'll verify, you know, I'll validate with a few people. But, you know, here's the thing. Yeah, you think the pandemic and the vax would have happened if we had 38, you know, 30, our 38 states assembled? No, it would not have happened. We wouldn't have had COVID-19. We wouldn't have supply chain issues with food. 
or parts. If we had our 38 states, none of this crap would be happening. But it's happening. And it's going to continue to happen until you guys get off your ass and start making things happen. Don't sit on the sidelines and watch. Who wants to do that? Anyway, that's really all I got for you today. I wish all of you have a happy Labor Day. And have a great weekend. But like I said, we have to get rocking and rolling. Like Destry just said, be a dreamer. Don't, you know, be, be a dreamer. Be a go-getter. Don't be a front runner, you know, and follow the crowd after they've achieved results. No. Get rocking. Anyway, that's all I got. We'll be back here tomorrow for another 1% with him and a His Hardline discussion. Till then, until the next time, have a great day. appointed representative of His Majesty the King. By decree, according to martial law, the following statutes are temporarily amended. Right to assembly, suspended. Right to habeas corpus, suspended. Right to legal counsel, suspended. Right to verdict by a jury of peers, suspended. By decree, all persons found guilty of piracy or aiding a person convicted of piracy or associating with a person convicted of piracy shall be sentenced to hang by the neck until dead. joining us here at his heart line and remember as it states in joshua 1 9 i command you be strong and steadfast do not fear nor be dismayed for the lord your god is with you wherever you go we are warriors for christ ladies and gentlemen and that enemy has crossed that line for the last time and we will push the enemy back on their side it's time to get our nation back it's time to return to god sins. If we plan on moving forward as a nation under God, we need to ask for his forgiveness. And each and every day, remember, you need to ask and invite Jesus Christ in your heart each and every day. Thank you for joining us here at His Heartline, and please come back, share this podcast far and wide, and don't forget to share the website www.hisheartline.com. We'll see you next time.